Hello and welcome to another Nine Circles Audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke, and this time I have the honor of being joined by amorphous bassist, Ali Pekka Line. Thursday evening or Thursday morning for me, sir. <coughs> I'm fine. It's getting dark here in Finland and it's a core winter here, so it's pretty cold already. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, it's time to go to have do some con- country, cross country skiing. <laughs> Ali, I, 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 I always ask everybody I talk to uh, from your country out of hopes do you follow ice hockey? Well, not that much. When there okay. is like champ- championships be- between the countries, like maybe then one or two. Okay, I I, I ask I ask almost every guest I have because the thing I love about metal is we're a international community. We're worldwide. It's not just a Finnish thing. It's not just an American thing. You know, it touches every every part of the globe. And I love hockey so much. And some of my yeah. favorite hockey, some of my favorite hockey players are from your great country. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, so I just, I just like to ask. But this is not a hockey podcast. It's a metal podcast. You guys on February 11th are about to release your album Halo. Ollie, what a career you guys have had, my my friend. Spanning when. Not to make you feel old, but uh, going back to 92 kind of feels like a long time ago, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, I think Amorphous have had, has had um, like several musical periods uh, and also when it comes to lineups and so on. So, exactly. Uh, there's, it's varying pretty much uh, throughout the whole, whole career. So uh, it's uh, like a pretty colorful now your your first album was the Elegy album, right? No, it was Carillion Isthmus. It was. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I I so, got my my notes wrong. So my got two. It's all right. Yeah, going back to '92, and then of course everybody knows the masterpiece "Tale from a Thousand Lakes." Going back to '94, '92, did you ever? in your wildest dreams think that I'd still be here talking to you and you guys would be putting out music in 2000, 2022? <laughs> well, actually not. Uh, I think um, our main goal was to play in uh, the local um, local um, places. There yeah. was a place, place called Lepakko, which was kind of legendary uh, place. It wasn't a youth house, but uh, it was kind of a house for living music generally lots of hardcore bands played there and uh, creator played there death played there and uh, it was the place to be during the 90s and that was our wildest dream at the time it was a place with capacity maybe say 800 at max maybe 500 or so but uh, since we played there a couple of times it was time to go on and um, 
eventually when uh, relapse records uh, offered a deal to us it was kind of a game changer in a way because we had uh, now we had some kind of goal to look forward to and uh, uh, like releasing our own own cd that was like totally crazy yeah uh, idea for us like we, you know, because we, we were 19 years old kids and uh, yeah and there the world opened little by little for that's office. cool you know ali it's Finland is, you know, it's a moderately sized nation, but obviously it's not as big mm-hmm. as here here in the States. You know, you guys are known for so many countless bands that people around the world are fans of. Were you, at your young age, were you fellow friends in, as this Finnish metal scene mm-hmm. was really blowing up? Was this a circle that that you were were close with? Uh, well, yeah, basically we, we were friends with uh, all bands, all death metal bands from yeah. Finland. It's like Susmark, Funebre, Sentenced, uh, Beherit, mm. and uh, Impelkazari. Ali, I'm so glad you just mentioned them. It, to me, one of my my favorite <laughs> yeah, bands, yeah. Sentenced. Yeah, yeah. yeah we I, were, oh, yeah, I think yeah. they are grossly <laughs> overlooked. I think they're. I think sentenced. I keep trying to tell everybody about sentenced. I. I think they're grossly overlooked here in yeah, the, yeah. the states. Yeah, it's a right. shame. It's a shame that they, you know, played their final show what, ten or so years ago. But yeah. uh, I think they have inspired lots of uh, lots of bands, like uh, especially from Sweden and from Finland as well. And um, yeah, they were on the same boat with us during the nineties and. Uh, we were playing the same youth houses and uh, small places, and it's kind of a pity that they are split up because I think they could have like keep keep, keep on releasing albums yeah. even through. Yeah. Ali, here in 2022, with Halo about to come out on February 11th, is the band? It sure looks like from a fan standpoint, you guys are not slowing down at all. It sounds like the uh, the gears on in the mind of the band is still turning better than they ever have. Yeah, well, I think uh, for the band, um, the iron is kind of hot currently, and we have to just keep. What a great forging. way to put it! What a great yeah, way to put it. Yeah. So, and we know it because uh, during the '90s we had lots of opportunities, and uh, we just kind of ruined them by uh, playing drunk shows and uh, not taking that seriously so uh now we have learned from that and uh now we're in it like <laughs> with full do you, force do you think that's partially or did that can contribute to why you stepped away from a while that it kind of the seriousness kind of went away from it for a little bit well it might have played part of it because um uh the band wasn't doing that well in the end of the 90s and uh that was probably the reason because we didn't do all the tours that were offered to us and uh, it was kind of frustrating and uh, also times for metal in general was pretty bad at the time and, uh, oh, and also yeah. we, we, we had some problems with the management and uh, record labels and so on so it was really difficult time for for Amorphis and uh, I'm kind of glad that Esa and Tommy just pushed on and uh, uh, kept on doing it. Yeah, I, 
I am a huge fan of your work in Barren Earth. I I have to put put that out there for for people who don't know of your work in Barren Earth. I I love that project of 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 yours. Wow, thank uh, you very much. That is that is it is such a, a a cool fun project there. It's released some of my favorite albums like on I remember when On Lonely Towers came out. I could not stop listening to that. And I waited. I right. eagerly waited for more. And then when the Complex of Cages came out, <laughs> mind blown, mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. It was also a bit sad that um, we had to go on hiatus when we were in a peak of our creative creativity. But uh, but I, I think we will do something in the future as well. I, I'm sure of that because uh, all of us have plenty of material proving and uh, mm-hmm. we are still friends and uh, but uh, it was simply like practical thing because I didn't have time to go on uh, do it to all amorphous tours and so on yeah. so um, so uh, maybe someday when there is a perfect slot for another Baron Earth album it'll happen was was there something that Baron Earth gave you that amorphous didn't because I I just you know, and all the artists I I interview, they just have a love of you guys have a love of playing music, and you just mm-hmm. want to play as much of it as as possible. Was there was that just the case with Baron Earth? It was just a case for you to start a project and showcase something that maybe Amorphous you couldn't get out because obviously you weren't in the band at the time. When you started yeah. Baron Earth. Well, yeah. Well, I had. Um uh stone rock band called Manhai uh, even then uh but it kind of uh, filled hole which amorphous lack of amorphous <laughs> uh <laughs> did in my life so uh but still of course um baron earth is um, a little bit more crossover than amorphous we have uh, like a little bit more complex things and um yeah how, how should i say it? i don't know um uh, uh, we had like um really different kind of and uh, strong strong songwriters in the band and everybody has had their own own opinion which was respected so uh everybody had had a chance to bring something to the, to the sound so uh that was the end end result you know the, the the thing i like about baron earth that really brought up for like for me perfectly I, i'm a big prog guy yeah and <laughs> you guys were able to work in strong prog elements that like swallow the sun has in morning has you guys were were able to bring up a lot of these different prog sounds ghost brigade i could go on and on and on with all these bands yeah. i love you were you were you were checking every every box for me well yeah we like fell into that scene i i guess yeah uh, and there there are lots of those kind of bands in finland like yeah. um, how should i say um melancholic uh me- melodic death metal yeah uh, that's kind of like your what finnish does best (laughs) yeah yeah kind of ethereal stuff uh, yes yes not not that um well produced if if you know what i mean like uh, of course we did our best but uh it was like we didn't purposefully try to reach that crystal clear sound uh, now now you you look at uh, where you guys were back in 92 and you know tales from a thousand lakes to where we're at now on you know with halo about to come out mm-hmm. the sound 
has changed a lot during those years. Do you yeah. still find that those fans who were with you guys in 92 have stuck with you here along the way? Or did you, when the band does make a pretty you know, significant change from your roots to where you're at now with the clean mm-hmm. vocals and stuff, did you guys lose some fans along the way? Or have people been pretty supportive? Well, I'm sure that we have lost some fans, uh, like every band, band does. Uh, see, um, we have changed a lot, uh, and um, but we have we've reached another base, fan base as well. But I'd, I'd like to think that we have the old school fans following us still, because yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, I, I see a lot of the old logo T-shirts during the shows and during the festivals. So there are people who are looking forward to those songs uh, in the yep. set list as well. Is but it... uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Tommy Olsen uh, was kind of game changer in that uh, sense. When when he joined the band, uh, it was kind of a new beginning to the band and uh, uh, they found an entirely new fan, ba- fan base at that point some people who doesn't even know that the band existed before that so uh, it's kind of obvious that a large amount of our current fans are uh like uh, from this era yeah you know interesting question i don't i haven't had a chance to talk to a number of artists who have an album that many people can point to as like a foundation of metal like this is one of the albums that everybody can universally recommend tales i think tales from the thousand lakes is one of those albums that people can universally recommend that this is an album you have to listen to as you're building your uh metal roots what well well uh, do you feel the the same <laughs> you know us as the fans uh, love that album but do yeah. you feel that yourself looking back on that album uh, just hold a special place for you or do you look back and you're like ah that was really a early piece of junk <laughs> no no not at all it was really important album for us and it still is because it was our breakthrough album and uh man, like uh, i don't know what had happened to amorphous is we we uh, like uh, didn't release that album yeah but still it's kind of a hard to review yourself uh what it means to people or uh <laughs> yeah what it, what, of course it's um i you know i've i've kind of fed with it because i've listened to it very very <laughs> too too many times maybe and played, oh played god you've songs. heard it, yeah. you've probably heard it over a thousand times <laughs> yeah yeah but but i never never get tired to play those songs live anyway so uh but still um yeah, defining metal. I don't know. It, it's also uh, if you are digging crawling vocals, for example, because not all people likes likes that kind of singing. So uh, it can kind of narrows people down already. Like it's still in a marginal in that way. If you listen to say Metallica's Master of Puppets, it's a totally different thing. It's already a mainstream album. But uh, yeah, uh, of course it. It's like such good and it's heartwarming to hear that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to ask, this is funny, to, I, I'm just, just curious, you know, 
maybe a moment of reflection here. How do you think you were personally as a bass player back in 94? <laughs> do you think you well, were what what you put on the album was good uh, or does it does it pain you to listen to parts of it? Uh f- well well at least I tried, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I did my best, but uh we were still learning. We we were yeah. all learning at that yeah. point and uh myself I was kind of from a hardcore scene and um uh listened mostly to death metal but uh still um we started to listen to bands like Hawkwind and Pink Floyd and stuff like that and uh naturally we draw influences from that direction as well and uh with Elegy album we were already like uh not if not full blown progressive rock band we were like uh, just like experimenting quite a lot i think mm-hmm. and um yeah, I don't know. Um, I still don't consider myself as uh, any kind of virtuoso bassist. I'm just I like a, a feeling is more important thing for me. Like a, try to deliver the feeling to the audience. And uh, now yeah. I, you, you have to help educate me here. I listen to a lot of music. I, I am a hardcore fan myself. Is there a big finish? Was there? You said you're a hardcore guy yourself around then. Was there a big Finnish hardcore scene, or were you listening to other global hard hardcore bands? Uh, well, yeah, there was uh, like a huge hardcore scene in Finland uh, in the early '80s, uh, and uh, even uh, bands like Sepultura have okay. been na- named those bands as influences. Bands like Chaos and Riistetyt and the Tervet Cadet, mm-hmm. for example. So. Uh, uh, but uh, in the in the uh, beginning of 90s, there was like a new crossover hardcore scene in Finland uh, with band, bands like Rytmihäiriö and uh, Eristetyt and so on. So uh, that was kind of our thing because uh, we saw those bands at the same live events where we were playing. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Who is like, if you had to say like, these guys are the top of the Finnish hard hardcore. Like a band, if you said Matt, you have to check out this band. What would you say? This is the ultimate Finnish hard hardcore, or easier, your favorite Finnish hard hardcore band. Do you mean old school hardcore? Or any, any. Okay, I'd say like from the old bands, Chaos is my uh, favorite okay. one. It's kind of a like really like. Um, glue sniffing like punk punky okay. hardcore yeah, yeah. and uh, but it's still it's like a really ethereal it has lots of uh, echoes and reverb on vocals um and it's like a chaotic a little bit like voivodian sound what was your your favorite album uh to cause i got it right here yep yep yeah yep. yeah yeah that's my Total, total favorite. It's like uh, still one of my favorite albums uh, ever. I got, yeah, I, I, I have it here. Yeah, came out yeah. in '84. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, Harry, of course, it's um, uh, one of our fellow bands from the early early '90s, and uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, something I digged really much uh, yeah. in the early days. Yeah. Real, real interesting that you mentioned hardcore because I haven't in recent memory to remember another artist who you know has such a a love of of hardcore what is it about the the hardcore scene that uh attracted you 
Was it the chaoticness of it? Was it the energy of it? What was it that was attracting you? Uh, I think it was both. And of course, my friends came from the hardcore scene and place where we hanged in. There was lots of punks uh, around. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you ever do the punk hair? No, 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 no. <laughs> we were we were kind of uh, uh, punk hippies, if you oh, could say. Okay. So we, yes. we had like long hairs and uh, uh, like punky uh, clothes uh, on the top. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that was the situation. But um, it was like a, I kind of learned with hardcore that uh, it doesn't matter how sophisticated the music is, um, even if it's opera or if it's hardcore. It doesn't matter if it touches you somehow. It's uh, at least it's equal uh, in any any sense. Like uh, no matter what anyone says. <laughs> yeah. Now you playing stoner rock, you know, in your your other band too. Is that just also that came from this a uh, a passion that you have for that style of music? Yeah, it's like. Um, <sighs> Well, when I got into Caius, for example, Corrosion of Conformity mm -hmm. uh, in the late 90s, so um, and of course Black Sabbath and so on, but uh, but still it was kind of new way from for stone rock, and uh, then I I just wanted to play at that point. That was my, my main goal and my main ambition. After Amorphis, it was like a releasing re relieving thing to just play and. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's like a trio band, so uh, there were lots of space for bass, for example, and I learned a lot with that band because I had to fill the the empty holes currently, uh, like all the time. So, uh, yeah, that was the you case. You know, you you just mentioned it. It's a real in, in, interesting thing that you just you you know you mentioned this a, a need to play bass. Is this something that you see yourself uh, whenever the you know, curtain finally comes down on Amorphous, and you, mm -hmm. you guys hang it up, and you know you grow to old age and stuff like that. Will you see a need for you to always be playing bass? Is it that much <laughs> of what defines you now? Yeah, definitely. It's like a uh, so ever since COVID striked and uh, we had Halo recorded uh we've been playing stoner rock with manhai in the cellar so uh, and uh i wouldn't have any problem for playing like uh, blue standards in the yeah. lo local bar as a, as an old guy or playing chess or whatever so just to do it for fun man yeah now do do you is is it so is this so it's it sounds like playing bass is almost therapeutic for you at this this point uh, exactly exactly it's necessary to do it uh every now and then and uh, like at least once a week i have to and we we don't rehearse that much with amorphous and that that's the reason for uh, several side projects <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think i think we all have side projects as yes, i did his solo album and uh tommy has uh veren pisara with uh Santeri and uh, so on so uh we have lots of going uh, even through Amorphis is uh, not so active currently. Yeah. So what, what, why you why you say you guys don't uh, practice that much? Is that just because you guys are so the sound you guys have it so solid as a unit that mm. you don't need to practice all the time? Yeah, well, uh, we we practiced we like played two and a half years. Uh, 
uh, the same, like two two hours a night. So it's like it doesn't make any sense because uh, we know uh, what to expect from each other. And uh, uh, when it's time to go, we know that uh, well, we will play together for another three years. So uh, and we don't have time for for side projects at, at that point. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's the only good thing. It's like uh, educating to play with someone else. I have to get this out here. April 13th, you guys come over to the States here and you play in New York. And actually, going back through, I was wrong. You guys do come back, end up here in Maryland at Baltimore Soundstage on May 12th. You guys are going all the way to Seattle, to Los Angeles, Texas. You know, you guys have you've you've been here to the states a couple of times. What's what are your uh, thoughts on uh, coming over here to the states, where you where you get so many different, um, you know, geographic. You know, the U.S. is so varied from the east coast yeah. to west coast to north to south. Yeah, definitely. How do you like coming well, here to the states? Or you can, uh, yeah, you can be like Matt. I. I hate it. You know, it's traffic. It's uh... <laughs> yeah. It it has its pros and cons, but uh, it's always exciting to come uh, um, come to states because it's so familiar here in Europe. And uh, uh, I remember we played our first American tour with Entombed. Uh, it was six or seven weeks in '94, uh, and it's it's like a coming to road trip when we come to. To the states because uh, every day you uh, wake up in in the totally different kind of place, Dif- different city, but and it's also could be like, like totally different culture-wise. So it's like an interesting place to hang out. It's like, like of course we have we have um, smaller audiences there and uh, the clubs might be shittier, but it's just <laughs> part a part of uh, picture. <laughs> I love the honesty. Okay, yeah. be honest with be honest with me here. How are the European fans, or more so, like if you go play a show tonight in your hometown or a Finnish venue? Mm. How are well, how how are Finnish fans to American fans? Because my biggest pet peeve with American fans, they we don't shut the fuck up between songs. They're always yelling something. Play stupid free bird, just yeah. stupid bullshit. Just shut up. Let the let the band. I. Uh, but that's yeah. how we are here. We're a loud, no, raucous. We're a, we're a loud country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the same goes with the after and before shows <laughs> with the fans <laughs> there. But it's all right. It's like a really fun because here in Finland, uh, we are like uh, masters in. Uh, social distancing and uh, that's been our like blessing during the covid times as well not not here in the <laughs> the, the uh, states buddy yeah 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 but yeah that's right it's like totally different there and uh, people are so so social and open there and it's like really refreshing to meet people and fans who are like really uh, ready to talk to you and willing to talk to you and interested in what you're do- doing and so on so yep. in Finland, Finland is a little bit different. Like they're keeping the distance, and uh, yeah, but it's both both has their sides as well. So we're we're really in your your face here in the the states yeah, to totally. to to put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> I like how you're uh, 
toning it down there. Um, yeah. Okay, I have to add with, with a couple more questions. I'll let you go because you can do you can go on to your next with Halo here. How do you view this album to the previous album? Just another continuation of the great stuff you guys are putting out. Did you? Anything different that fans can really look forward to on this album or just more great amorphous material? Because I I've heard this album and I love it right from the start. Nor wait right from when North Ward starts, it kicks in. You know what 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 you're getting. And it's it's wonderful. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um well uh I think the songwriting process was kind of similar with uh, Queen of Time at times. Uh process but uh and uh there wasn't any like uh we didn't try to do something something different or uh change like purposefully anyhow uh, uh but uh, i think the biggest biggest change is in uh in, in production it's it's a little bit different uh comparing to queen of time uh of course we had different kind of session as well um we couldn't uh, work face to face with Jens Bulgren this time and it was like, like virtual production for him and Who he uh, is one of the best around i have to say yeah yeah, yeah. the guy's yeah. a master totally totally uh but anyway uh when it comes to the sound of the album it's it is it is kind of natural prog- progression from uh, queen of time but still it's a little bit stripped down uh, with the uh, orchestration and chorus and uh, keyboards and uh, stuff like that and uh, it has more of uh, crawling vocals for example and a lot more guitar riffing is like more guitar oriented album and it might uh, be like a slow grower or <laughs> how should you say yeah, no, that that's perfect it 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 yeah it's it may, it may take a while to grow on yeah, you yeah 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 but once it gets its hooks in you yeah, yeah. that's what i try to say yeah it's like that's um, that's, that's perfect uh, ali last last question now I'll, I'll let you go i i love to ask this question if there's a song on halo that you think reflects where amorphous is right now and really reflects the band in 2022 what track would that be or maybe a favorite of okay. uh, of yours uh since it's pretty hard i'd say there are two songs which are would be nurtwas and um the moon perfect all right perfect ollie I have a, yeah you you have another interview to do i will let you go sir <laughs> halo is out february 11th uh please stay safe during this time Yes. Best of success to you guys. You guys are wonderful. You're one of my favorites. And you go do your thing again. And safe, safe travels, buddy. Thank you very much, Matt. See you. Okay, Ali. Sure. See you, buddy. Yes. Bye-bye.